Healthcare IT Today. I'm John Lynn, together with my colleague and friend, Colin Howard. The world of technology and healthcare ever-changing in new and novel ways, and that's why we love this stuff. So join us as we discuss the latest healthcare and health IT news meshed together in new ways, which help generate ideas and new perspectives. Plus, we'll have a little fun along the way. On today's episode, we'll be looking back at takeaways from the expo.health conference that just happened. And also be sure to follow the show on Twitter at the hashtag H-I-T-S-M and our personal accounts at TechGuy and at Colin underscore Hung. Plus, check out our 13 years of health IT blog content at healthcareittoday.com. So have you fully recovered from Expo, Colin? <laughs> kind of. It was. It is exhausting when you organize a conference. And of course, it's equally exhausting right after the conference. So slowly getting back to normal. How about you? <laughs> I'm still tired, man. It's a, it's it's a, it's a marathon to do a conference. So, uh, but you know, all in all, I'm pretty happy about it. So, you know, marathons are worth it when you have the joy at the end. <laughs> and it's, I guess, it's kind of appropriate. We did it in Boston. You know, the home of obviously the Boston Marathon. Um, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed the conference. It was really nice, of course, to see everyone together in one spot and see some of our friends from the variety of communities that we're part of. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of, and that's really kind of the theme of today's conversation. It's really about the takeaways and some of the memorable things that we've all, uh, that we, you and I got out of being there in Boston last week. Um, you know, for me, one of the most memorable things obviously was the was the keynote speakers. We had some amazing keynote speakers again this year. Uh, I loved, you know, the, the the first keynote who kicked us off, you know, Danielle Collins, a, a patient speaker. Uh, first of all, it's just fantastic to have a patient speak, but also her message around, you know, the use of VR and how that helped her when they showed her how they were going to go about the operation that were they, they were going to do on her brain and the clot, you know, and and the, and the issue there, and she was able to see it and visualize it. Uh, and I thought it was just fantastic. Uh, and for me, that was one of the more memorable uh, keynotes, uh, along with the one from Ligia and the one from Ivo and Dana. They were just fantastic. Yeah, I think the keynotes were really one of the exceptional parts of the event, as so it should be, I guess, with any keynote. But for me, the one that really stood out was the patient. You know, her, her story was short and sweet, uh, you know, which some of the uh, attendees certainly noticed. But I actually thought it was so beautiful. Uh, I guess you know you know me well that no conference is a, a good conference until I cry. And certainly watching her story and hearing her story uh, definitely brought up the, the tears for me. Uh, just because it was so emotional to see the impact that technology can have for good on a patient. And unfortunately, so many times in health IT, the technology actually creates bad patient experiences. So to hear Danielle talk about the positive impact that technology had on her and her experience was actually really heartening and I think a perfect way to start the conference and really set the tone for the discussions that would come that, hey, we need to remember the patient and we need to remember the impact it's going to have on the patients. Yeah, I know. Absolutely right. I mean, you know, and that's that's one of the things I think that people like about Expo is that we do put the patient, 
as a kickoff speaker. We've done that two years in a row. We had the, the fantastic Amanda, uh, LA Lupus lady last year and, and this year with Danielle. So I agree, it, it, was, it was pretty memorable. I also think that Lygia's uh, keynote on Friday was also really, really good. She was able to kind of incorporate the four C's, you know, consumer and personalization and a lot of things around that customization, sorry, not personalization. And I thought it was just a really nice way how she tied all of it together in one keynote. And for me, that was a, another nice way to capstone the event. Yeah, I thought Ligeia was really memorable and really practical advice for people on what they could do to really engage the consumer, the patients. So I thought that was good. The other one thing that was really memorable for me was actually the first time attendee meetup. Uh, we literally had no chairs, which was an interesting experience uh, that you know, we kind of tested out, but it actually made for a great environment where people could just engage and interact. In fact, it got so loud that even with a microphone, we couldn't <laughs> we couldn't stop them from talking because they were already engaging with each other, and then they'd switch and engage with someone else. And I thought it was just so beautiful to see that people naturally wanted to connect and engage with other attendees. And I'll, I'll never forget how how amazing that was to see people from the get go starting and meeting and making new friends. So that that was a really powerful experience for me. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that, John. Uh, although, you know, having spent, that was early on, so we hadn't been on our feet for like three days. I, I wonder <laughs> if we had done it on Friday, we, I, we probably wouldn't feel the same. But but no, that was a lot of fun. And it was really nice to see almost that. It wasn't quite like speed dating, but you could kind of see people were really interested in meeting, uh, just getting a taste of, of, of some of the other folks that were there and then following up with them later on. I saw people who had were standing together and chatting later on in the conference, standing around chatting and having deeper conversations. So that was really uh, an interesting and memorable event as well. And I, I would add that yeah. the social events were, were the similar way. You know, sometimes at social events, you just get pockets of people chatting, but at both of them, the Wednesday night event, yeah. Uh, you know, and the Thursday night event, they were just, people were mingling and they're moving around and they were enjoying the food and the drinks and everything. And, and, uh, I mean, who can forget the mountain of, of, uh, nacho chips and, uh, and guacamole that we had on the Thursday night. That will definitely stand as one of the more memorable moments for me. Definitely. And the other one that's so powerful is the after party where we went and got cannolis. So I know you'd <laughs> headed off to bed and not, but, uh, you know, those are the experiences you don't forget is connecting with people. Yeah, I don't think you can go to Boston without cannolis, John. You know, that's just sort of your tradition. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, what, what were some of the takeaways uh, that you got from the conference in terms of practical or, or some of the things from the sessions? What stood out from that sense for you? My biggest takeaway is that the challenges we face in health IT are really hard. We're not talking about, you know, easy things that are just with easy solutions. And, you know, if, if it were so easy, it would have been done a long time ago. And whenever you're talking about it, whether you're talking about privacy and security or whether you're talking about engaging patients or whether you're talking about clinical decision support, all of those were just examples of like, man, this is really hard work. And if I just pull up the, the session with uh, Kelly from Galen Healthcare and a couple other people that are former Meditech users that are doing uh, clinical decision support, 
you know, and, and really how do you optimize all of the clinical decision support in your organization? And the, the real big takeaway from that is, hey, there is no like easy button. It just takes ongoing work to stay up with the latest guidelines to make sure that the rules inside of your EHR system are up to date and accurate and that you can't tackle everything at once and that it needs to be personalized to each individual user. And the only way to do that is hard work time, effort, and a desire to really make it a great experience for the users. And, and so, you know, I think that was across all of them that this is really hard work and it's not something that just does, it, does you know, fixes itself. You have to really put time and attention and, and really have good leadership to be able to accomplish it. Huh. That's interesting. I, I I didn't actually think about that. <laughs> no, my, my takeaways, John, were... Uh, the duality of healthcare really, for me, stood out and was the most valuable takeaway from the conference. And what I mean by that is, you know, we had examples of some very complex advanced technology from that VR presentation that we had from Danielle. Uh, and then we also had uh, a, a presentation uh, from uh, that was uh, from Boley. Uh, and she talked around, you know, the use of location data and GPS data from cell phones and how that can be used to map back to social determinants of health. You know, both very, very complex, advanced technologies. And on the other side, we had cloud, like just simply moving to the cloud. And to your point, both of the takeaways from those types of sessions was, hey guys, it's not as easy as we make it look like. I mean, it is. it, it takes planning, it takes consideration, and I think for the first time for me, there was a lot of talk at Expo around stakeholder engagement, uh, whether mm. that's the patient on one side or, or where it's clinicians, if you're working with them. And to me, the most valuable takeaway from the conference is really that piece of hard work, that you really do have to spend the time to educate and get buy-in from the stakeholders. Otherwise, your initiative is basically doomed. No, for sure. And I, I think it, that was another lesson from a number of the sessions and a big takeaway was that leadership and leadership buy-in was such a powerful thing. So at most of the organizations that were having success, some of the other organizations, the audiences were like, how were you able to do that? And the answer often was, we had an amazing CIO who backed us. We have an amazing CIO that inspired the you know, the, the other doctors and other uh, people in the organization to buy into this strategy and take part in it. So, you know, I think we can never underestimate the power of a great leader, whether you're trying to get buy-in for cloud and really, you know, have an effective cloud strategy or whether you're trying to convince doctors, uh, you know, to take part in some sort of EHR training or EHR optimization that will make their life better, but they're afraid to do and they're afraid to get away from patients uh, the answer was simply having great leaders <laughs> that inspire the others and push the others to take part in these types of important initiatives yeah and you know I think one other thing that I would note is you know for you and I we obviously were spending time in multiple sessions and 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 you know even bouncing around within the same time slot to different sessions so our takeaways are more at the macro level I did hear from a lot of the attendees that you know, at the micro level, they really got a lot of valuable takeaways from the individual speakers, especially around, you know, 
planning documents, checklists and things. There was a lot of talk around some of the, you know, how to get started with X or Y and, and how they found that very valuable because they themselves were thinking about doing something similar at their organization. So, uh, you know, some of the checklist items, some of the, the how-to uh, appears to be, you know, the most valuable takeaways from the sessions from the attendees that I heard from. Yeah, and there were a couple that had frameworks that were really interesting. So there was a, a couple around frameworks around risk and risk mitigation. And how do you think about that? And how do you handle that in your organization? Because the reality with security, the reality with privacy is you're never going to be 100% secure and private. So what's the framework you should use to evaluate what risk you're at, you know, for having some sort of breach? Uh, or, you know, we, we saw some other frameworks around EHR satisfaction. We saw some other frameworks around innovation. So how can you enable innovation and what's the framework for thinking around innovation that makes sense? Another one around uh, project management. What's the framework around project management that enables innovation? So I, I agree. I think those are some of the very specific and I like the idea of frameworks that help you that you could take and put into your organization to really facilitate those types of uh, improvements in your organization. Hey, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Healthcare IT Today with John Lin and myself, Colin Hung. Today on the episode, we are talking about our recent 2019 Expo.Health event that was held in Boston just last week. And uh, John, you know, it, you know, one of the big themes of of Expo is, you know, we really want to try and foster collaboration between the attendees. Uh, we wanted to foster collaboration between the companies that were represented. You know, did you see any any concrete examples of that? Do you think we achieved that goal uh, at this event? Yeah. So you know, I, I think we'll, we'll know a better answer on that six months from now when we hear about partnerships that come <laughs> together, or or learnings, or collaborations, or or even just relationships that happened over lunch, that happened over drinks, that happened over a pile of guacamole and chips, right? Uh, you know. So I mean, I think you know, time will tell for sure on that, but. We've already seen some really interesting opportunities. Uh, one example of that was uh, an interesting connection between two of our sponsors, uh, Carecom and Onyx, and really kind of looking at their cloud hosting and their cloud hosting strategy. And it was awesome that those two sponsors could come together and help each other solve the problems that they're they're facing. So I thought that was really great, and it seemed like it was a, a great connection that that really she wouldn't have been able to make otherwise. And so it, it was a really beautiful thing to see that type of collaboration between sponsors because, uh, you know, that that's just as powerful often as, as some of the other solutions that come. Uh, because as I often say, the CIO is a, is a vendor relationship manager. Uh, that's, that's their main job. So if vendors can improve what they're offering and work together and collaborate, then, you know, healthcare provider organizations benefit in a big way as well. Yeah, that, that was a great example um, of collaboration, John. And I, I, I mean, you stole the one I was thinking of. But but another <laughs> one that I I really uh, thought was a great example of what we were trying to do with the conference was between Redox and Point Click Care. Now those two organizations have you know been partners for a long time, but they you know two things happened at Expo. One they really highlighted the collaboration that they're doing to solve a very difficult problem, and that is the transition 
of patients from acute care organizations to long-term care and home care. That, that one transition is the cause of a lot of readmissions, it's caused for a lot of angst by families and their caregivers. Uh, it's also a large concern for, for docs and clinicians who are now obviously in the value-based care world, you know, are incented to make sure that these patients transition and stay healthy and stay, you know, stay, uh, stay adherent uh, to whatever regimen or program or, 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 you know, treatments that they have prescribed. And, and the two of, the, you know, these two organizations have gotten together to try and solve this problem uh, because both have had personal experiences where this didn't go very well for loved ones. And so I thought that was a beautiful example of, of two companies using their technology for good, uh, solving a needed problem in the industry. And along the way, they've come up with some pretty interesting solutions that can be applied in other areas. Um, and then, of course, there was even a nice uh, little cherry on top of the collaboration in that when when I was doing the fireside chat with Point Click Care, um, the co-founder and uh, president of Redox, uh, Nico, was actually in the audience, and spontaneously we just decided to bring him up on stage too, and and, <laughs> and we had a three a three person chat that I thought was really really cool and very dynamic, and sort of we went completely off script at that point. So that's just an example of the collaboration that we tried to foster at, at Expo. Yeah, and it was great because. Um, you know, it was I, I when I look at the many of the presentations that were done at Expo, it was awesome to see that many of the best solutions included some sort of collaboration as part of the solution. So I think that was a, a really interesting insight looking at different presentations there. And then the other one that was interesting for me is we had a couple sessions that were from outside of the healthcare space. So we had one session with uh, Sunny Terra from Care Cognetics that talked about how do you apply the principles of the casino industry and the hospitality industry to healthcare. And yeah, I think it really expanded the minds of many that attended the session when you start thinking about how do they create an amazing experience for someone who goes to a casino in Las Vegas? And how can we take those principles and then make an amazing experience for a patient? So if one example that uh, Sonny shared in that presentation was that he can't change the odds in a casino. If you're going to lose, you're going to lose, right? The odds are what they are. But he can change your experience and take an awful experience and make it a great one. And in many ways, that's very similar to healthcare, where in healthcare, I, you know, the doctor can't change your diagnosis. If you have a cancer diagnosis, that is what it is. He can't really change that. But he can change the experience you have receiving it and the care you're going to receive and the pathway that you're going to go through. So I think the, you know, in fact, one or two people came up to me and literally said, I think even one followed up with an email and said, we need more of this. We need more outside industry experts coming into Expo and collaborating with us on solutions that incorporate the principles from other industries where they've solved the problem, or at least they're doing better on the problem than healthcare is, and so that we can incorporate that. So people were really passionate about this idea of collaborating with other industries as well. I loved it. I love it. it, it uh... And, and, you know, I'm sure there were tons of other examples that we had, John. I mean, just looking at the exhibit areas, you could see people having really deep conversations. I was definitely encouraged by that. You know, there was also within the sessions, as you just mentioned, you know, there was, I saw examples of where 
there were people in the audience who were actually partners with the speaker and the speaker didn't know it. Like I was, I'm thinking specifically of the open notes session that was on Wednesday. Uh, we didn't realize that the folks on Meditech were in the room and, and Meditech chimed in during the Q and A portion, just talked to talk about how, how incorporating the open notes philosophy and incorporating that, uh, to, that approach into their EHR has made them better. Right, it has actually led to improvements, and that was really encouraging to hear. Both in terms of it was encouraging that there, you know, that kind of collaboration is happening, and second of all, that that they were willing to speak about it in this sort of environment that we've created an environment where they could be that open. And I think that really is the key. And what you know, if I were to look at Expo uh, and think what made it special, and you know, ever uh, I had a number of people come up to me and say this conference just feels different, and they couldn't quite articulate what it is. And I think you know, you and I have a challenge articulating it, but I think it is a place where people can be vulnerable, where people can, you know, share their challenges and their weaknesses, and I think that creates a really powerful place for people to discover new innovations, to discover solutions, and to create connections. Because when we're vulnerable, then we create a better connection with those around us. So, you know, obviously you and I as organizers, we had a good experience. But when you look across, uh, I think we ended up with 441 people at our, our second event. And so, you know, th this year's event with 441 people all being vulnerable and engaging and connecting, it's amazing to think, you know, all of the ways that other people got value that we may know nothing about. And so I think it's about creating an amazing environment for all the attendees to create, have that kind of unique experience. Yeah, and I, actually, that's a great segue, John, into something I would want to talk to you about, which is, you know, giving people a little bit of a peek behind the scenes here of, of being the conference organizer. And I'll pick up on something you just said, you know, a lot of times the organizers of events, you know, we get the proposals and and the uh, the abstracts of the sessions. And, you know, certainly with, with our committee that looks at, at the sessions, they picked out some really good ones this year. But I like what you and I did, which was we went back to some of those speakers and some of those proposals and and suggested some changes in format. So instead of a straight up lecture, it, we turned it into, you know, a 10 minute presentation followed by, you know, 40 minutes of Q&A. Uh, instead of doing a stand up lecture, we did a fireside chat where it was a bit more unscripted, a bit more dynamic. And, and you know, we in every room we tried to encourage people from the audience to ask the questions that they've always wanted to ask but never had enough time. And and, and I think that was that really helped to create that environment where people felt you know they were comfortable enough to ask those questions that you just talked about. Yeah, I thought, you know, changing up the styles for a, a number of them was really good. Even trying the lightning round sessions uh, where you get three sessions in one. So they only had 10 minutes to speak or we even had the national patient ID with multiple perspectives. I, I thought it just mixes it up a little that makes it pretty interesting. I think the other valuable thing for attendees that we did that was really powerful was the goal to include diversity. And for that, we were, we were definitely had an aspirational goal of having 50% female speakers. You know, last year we had the goal of no mantles or all male panels, and we were able to do that. And this year we said, okay, can we get to 50%? And honestly, I thought we'd end up like 40%, and I would have been happy with that because that was a huge improvement over most of the conferences we go to. Um, 
And it was just amazing how the community got behind us. Uh, we had a panel that was an all-male panel, and they sent it to us. And I just replied, and I said, hey, uh, you know, we have this goal of no uh, no all-male panels. Can we incorporate a woman into it? And if you don't know one, we're happy to help you. And luckily, they came back, and they were like, yeah, that's great. And we found a female to add to the panel, and it was great in that regard. Uh, if you follow us on Healthcare IT Today or on Twitter, you might have seen that we were having trouble finding some experts in AI and healthcare AI. So I just tweeted out, hey, we're looking for some you know, female panelists that can take part in an AI panel. And we got such a response. I think it was like 50 to 75 women in healthcare AI uh, that came back. And so we were actually able to incorporate two of them into it. And so it, it was great from a number of perspectives. Uh, the first was that there was diverse uh, experience and perspectives and, and, and what they were sharing. But I think it was also pretty incredible for many of the women attending Expo.Health to see people like them doing the work that they want to do. And so it was a powerful thing for the conference to have that type of diversity. And it provided, I think, for a, an even improved conversation over some of the stuff that's happened at other conferences. Yeah, I definitely would would say, John, it was noticeable, and I had gotten a lot of comments from people that noticed that we had two all-female panels. Um, so I don't know what the reverse of a panel is, but we had two of them. A female. We also had an all-female panel with a token male moderator, me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, so it was it was definitely noticeable, which unfortunately is a little bit sad when you think about it, but also encouraging that. That when you do make the effort to to be inclusive and to be representative, um, at least on the gender side, uh, you know it was it, it people notice and appreciated the, the effort that was put in. So that's definitely a, one of the peak behind the scenes. The other thing I, I wanted to bring up, John, I think you'll laugh at this is it's just how how much uh, of the details has to have to be taken. Like you and I had numerous debates on like the number and the type of dessert to serve, right? Like, do we go with the key lime or do we go with cookies? And and which will which will people feel less, like which are more healthy, right? Should we have dessert at all, right? Like just all of the little things uh, that go into making a conference. And, and of course, going always going back to that theme of, well, will this help at all with collaboration or helping people feel open, right? Like. You know, from the food to the timing of events to how long the breaks should be. I mean, these are all things that you and I spent probably way too much time debating, but but we did uh, just because we were so, uh, you know, we wanted to be so careful in crafting this experience for everybody. Yeah, and I think you have to be careful as a conference organizer on the gut reaction of people. Uh, there were many times people came up to us and you know made suggestions, but they were things that we'd been through three times. Maybe we'd tried before at other conferences and seen the negatives. And so, you know, the, the problem with conference organizing is you have to make a thousand decisions, and and all of them are going to upset someone. So, you know, it's figuring out which are the ones that are going to best optimize for the experience. But obviously, the best thing as a conference organizer is when come, someone comes up and says, "Hey, if I'm this conference was amazing. If I'm nitpicking, here's a couple things you could do." And I always appreciate those as well because sometimes you get ideas from that nitpicking that really takes it to the next level. And so, you know, it, it is. There's a lot of details, and you know. But at the end of the day, you know, I think if you get the core right. If you get the core experience of connecting with a lot of amazing people, if you get that right, then if the name badge isn't quite right or the break's a little too short or 
the dessert isn't quite what they would want, they're going to forgive you. But if you get the core wrong, then all of that stuff becomes even more magnified. <laughs> I totally agree, John. And hey, that uh, that brings us to the end of another episode. So thank you to all of you who tuned in to this episode of Healthcare IT Today. You can find more details about our show and uh, by just checking out the programs page on healthcarenowradio.com. And please share your voice and engage with the community at healthcareittoday.com and on Twitter using the hashtag HITSM. I'm Colin Hung with my friend and health IT collaborator, John Lin. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.